We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 1067 The Fan. This is a Vodka Red Bull Friday. Powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland made. Amazingly smooth and loved throughout the DMV. So let's go to our BetQL guest line right now. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. Whenever we want to learn, be smarter, get smarter, we go to two people. Kedrick Golston or my next guest, Mr. Lorenzo Alexander, the one-man gang. What's up, Lo? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Uh, just out here in Phoenix, enjoying this warm weather, man. Just staying busy with these kids. You know how it is, man. So, That's in other words, you're rubbing it in on us. You're rubbing it in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The way, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm working on my golf game. So, next time I play with you, man, I, I, you know, I look somewhat professional. Hey, Lo, we look like we're in Buffalo outside right now. Oh, uh, man. I'm sorry for that. That's why I moved back west. Couldn't do it no more. All right. Well, man, you know, I, I, we were playing. I saw the Buffalo Bills playing. I know that you've had. Several stops, but you did stop in Buffalo. You understand the mindset of that team. But I would yeah. like to get your thoughts on just about every one of these games here. You know, you saw the Houston Texans last week play unbelievable yep. uh, uh, you know, when they went out and played against the Cleveland Browns. But they're playing against the Ravens who, down the stretch, the Ravens looked like they were as good as any team out there. How do you see that game, uh, you know, playing out? I mean, I think a lot of it, it just depends on how C.J. Stroud uh, plays. You know, obviously the Ravens have, have been known to be a perennial uh, defensive uh, stout type of team, and uh, they're going to become ready for them the way they play their game, physical, confrontational. But C.J. Stroud has really, I think, played above and beyond anybody's dreams yeah. as far as being a rookie in this league, being consistent. I've had a couple of times to watch him because he played the Cardinals, and I, and I do some work with the Cardinals, and just how efficient he is in staying ahead of schedule. Now, we understand that the Ravens are able to do some of those things as far as uh, put you in third and long, right, play the field position game and and uh, put a lot of pressure on a quarterback. And, and with that Ravens offense, with Lamar, and with that offense being able to do, putting up a lot of points, it'll be interesting to see if C.J. can kind of keep up with that, mm-hmm. especially when the Ravens know he has to pass the ball. So it's going to come down to, I think, this execution of C.J. Stroud. But I'm always rock with the Ravens as far as where they're at uh, with Lamar and their defense and as an organization. And the Houston Houston is rising, but not quite there yet. You've watched a lot of young quarterbacks come in with a lot of hype, and you watch C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. What has made him so good? Because it doesn't seem like he get rattled at all. Yeah, and I think that's it right there. It's the mentality. You know, everybody want to look at, you know, how big a dude is, how fast is he, what type of arm does he have. But my thing is, really with any player, more so a quarterback, is like what's between the ears, right? What is yeah. his demeanor? 
what's his mentality? How does he approach the game? How does he handle adversity, right? Is he resilient? Is he a grounded young man? Does he love the game of football through his actions, right? And every time you hear C.J. speak, you hear his teammates, you watch him, how he works, right? And there's several quarterbacks throughout the league that that uh, exemplify this. But doing that at such a young age and having that type of maturity um, is really, I think, is what has allowed him to kind of um, – expedite his development in this league. And as long as he stays like that and doesn't take time off, which he doesn't seem like he will in the offseason after all the success, he's going to continue to have that steady, I think, climb in the league. And it'd be interesting to see how far he goes. But I think that's what separates him from most young quarterbacks or players in this, in this league, his maturity, mental maturity, and how he approaches his game as a professional. Yeah, we, we, we talk about the quarterbacks a lot. And the next game is going to be Green Bay playing against the 49ers. And Jordan Love no. now, as he looked as good as any yeah. quarterback in the league down the stretch. Brock Purdy, who came into the league with not a, not a lot of hype, but he had that instant level of success. And you talk about a guy who was between the ears. He seems to be that type of guy because he didn't he don't have all the physical tools as everybody else, but he had the level of right. success because of talent. He utilized his talent more than anybody I think out yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, he processes things really well. I also think, you know, being in the system that he's in, right, with Kyle Shanahan, we all saw it with different quarterbacks when Mike and Kyle was in Washington. But, you know, the ability to run the ball at a high rate, and you got uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey back there. You got your, your weapons on the outside. And then you got Kyle Shanahan who's dialing things up that makes different things look the same and same things look different from <laughs> an offensive coordinator standpoint. And his ability to operate within that, get the ball out quick on time, right, hand the ball off and then take shots when he needs it and be calculated to protect the football is really allowed that football team uh, to be good as it is. Um, and I know they lost. They had like that three-game losing streak and really won because the kicker missed a field goal at the end because uh, Bar Purdy put them in position. But this is a physical football team, uh, well-coached football team, and then they were an extremely talented football team, which you know I think is going to overcome – what Jordan Love has been able to do in this short time, being a starter, and um, um, in that Green Bay offense, so it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. Obviously, you got two guys that have been been together as far as coaches uh, for a long time, and now they're competing against each other. So they're going to mm-hmm. know each other. So that's why I'm going to go with the side of talent of the 49ers <laughs> over Green Bay, as far as how what the outcome is going to be. I saw a question the other day asking what wins uh, playoff games and then uh, Super Bowls is it offense or defense? I'm like both of them do, but where would you right. lean? When because I think when you get down to this time of the year, <sighs> yeah. if, a, if a defense can affect the flow of an offense, they can dictate to right. it. And but I think that's a little hard to do, especially in this day and age where every damn rule out there seems to be against defense. Yeah, and and you would know better than me. I ain't never been in no Super Bowl. You know, I haven't been out the first round of playoffs either. <laughs> but uh, just watching football, being a student of the game, and you know, talking to guys like you and your, uh, and other people that I know that played. When, when you really watch it, I think it is. It's being able to get those stops. It's so hard with the rules, especially these days, to get stops. If you can figure out a way, like when we, if we, when we talk about Josh Allen, right, if you can turn him over, that changes the game. If you can turn Pat Mahomes over, that changes the dynamic of game. If you can impact the quarterback, the best player on that team, to your point, it changes the game so drastically because you, you rely on those guys. I think that's what the – I think that, you know, in the defense, especially the defensive line play, when you think about, like, Tom Brady versus the Giants back in the day, those two times he lost, mm-hmm. he was significantly impacted, yeah. even as recently as the Eagles. So I'm going to go with defense. 
because the game is so heavily offensively uh, favored with rules and just the way it's played, a space game, less physical game. And so if he can find a way to be physical within the context of the rules, turn the quarterback over and impact him, that's how you typically win these games because you're playing against all the great quarterbacks that are currently in the league. Well, I guess that old saying, offense sells tickets, defense wins championships, still resonates today. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> the next game, Larissa, I'm kind of pulled different ways. I was a teammate of Ty Bowles, and I love the way he approached the game. Yeah. He, he was more of a cerebral-type player. But when I look at the Lions and I see all of those former players on that coaching staff, mm-hmm. I want them to succeed because for years, yeah. you know, it was a lot of people that was just in the coaching element that kind of were fighting against these former players getting that opportunity. Dan Campbell is given a lot of opportunities. I would love to see them have some success and see if you could change the mindset of those those are career coaches against the former players. Yeah, for sure. And I kind of live in that same world too. I played for Todd here in Arizona for for a couple of years, and then but I also played with Mark Brunel, Antoine Wendelale, yeah. right? Um, and then I also have a young kid that went to my high school that I've kind of mentored, Cam Davis, that works with the D line with the Lions, and just their story, right? You know, I got uh, Jared Goff, Cal guy kind of have a rebirth there after kind of getting uh, sent off from the Rams after taking them to the Super Bowl. So I'm, I think I'm there, too, with the Lions. I like the way they play, physical, gritty team, uh, run the balls really well, can play through a, a, a lot of different scenarios. They're just built, you know, with that mentality, with that Dan Campbell kind of uh, exemplifies in all these interviews and everything that you play. So I'm going to rock with them, too. I think the Lions are going to overtake Tampa, um, and beat those boys just because of just their grittiness. I just really like mm-hmm. the way they fight and come out and, right, and try to take their kneecaps out, right? <laughs> you know, what I like about it, people look at him as like a, just a meathead. But the dude, I mean, he knows how to lead men. You know, those guys right. are buying into everything he's selling. Yep, yep. And that's what it's all about, coaching, right? The main thing is relatability and having guys believe in, in who you are and what you're preaching and then, hang on to that for 16 weeks. Because, right, me and you have been in those locker rooms where coaches up there speaking, you're like, man, sit down. Man, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? And so if you can galvanize a group of grown men like that, uh, you definitely know what you're doing. Because I think at the end of the day, that's more so what it's about than X's and O's, right? Everybody can kind of do that. But can you galvanize men, you know, 52 with the practice squad and all these coaches to stay together and then go out there, especially this time of year, and, and really just lay it on the line for you? Uh, I think that's what makes you special. I also think they hard knocks, the way that they did hard knocks and the way that they approached it with that, that blue-collar mentality where they had all the auto industry stuff in the background, that yep. made a lot of people in this country want to pull for them. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's what it's Because they embraced about, you know, it. They again. didn't run from it. You, and you, you, you should embrace it, right? Talent is one thing, but grittiness, right, resilience, doing the work, Man, that's a whole nother thing, and I think people can relate to that because that's what most people have to do every single day, right, <laughs> to provide. And so if you can rely on that and have some talented football players that are also doing that, who typically end up being like your Hall of Fame caliber guys, right, when you think about all the greats, they had great talent but was like gritty, hard work, blue-collar mm-hmm. guys too. That's when football teams end up, you know, I think overachieving in some ways or, you know, they're not, I don't think they're overachieving, but just getting on that fast track to where they're at based on where they were in the Lions a couple of years ago. All right, this last game, I get, it's going to test a lot of metal on the, both of the teams. Uh, last, last week, Kansas City had to play in almost minus 30-degree wind chill yeah. factor weather, and we saw Miami was not ready for that. 
Buffalo had to nope. move their game because they had too much snow. Uh, they're still expecting, I think it was two to three feet more of snow up there in Buffalo. <laughs> this is a game where I think both teams are, are, are battle-tested when it comes to the weather. But I think, I was saying this earlier, where I see when Josh plays Pat, and, and it's, it's, it's just human nature where you yeah. some guy has yeah. gotten you, you feel I got to right. outdo him. Where it's really right. you better out, you better help your team outdo his team because you get into that one on one thing that can affect you. Yeah, and, and that's been Josh's I think um, issue throughout his career, right? When do I need to be the hero? What does that mean? Especially when you get into some of these big games where being a hero, you know, sometimes hey man, I don't need to try to put this ball between two defenders and hope Stephon Diggs comes up with it. Sometimes, hey, let me just toss this ball out of bounds mm-hmm. and kick the ball and let my defense play, right? And that does not as sexy, doesn't look as good on TV, but that's going to allow your, your team to win that game. And so it looks like with along with this run game, as it's been an essential win since Joe Brady has taken over as OC, that Josh is playing a little bit more controlled, especially last week. I don't think he had any turnovers. I think mm-hmm. he took off a little bit more. He's starting to run a little bit more that he wasn't doing earlier in the season, which obviously this time of the year you need him to do. Um, uh, so I'm hoping that he's learned from the past, right? Because when you lose, you just don't want to lose. You also want to learn in those losses. So he's learned and gotten better. And I'm thinking he's ready for this next step. I think the biggest thing is just going to be Staying in the moment, staying present, and remembering right what's what's important right now, mm-hmm. um, and not trying to beat Pat as you said, yeah. but help his team be in the best position to win the football games, which I think he'll be able to do. No, and I get in these type of games. Like I listen, I played a position where I had a bunch of guys who did a lot to make me look good. Being a quarterback in college, being a returner in the mm-hmm. league, and things like that. I think the big guys normally make things happen at this time. You got Chris Jones on the on the side for Kansas City. Von Miller yep. crew for Buffalo. Who do you think have the advantage when it comes D line against O line? Ooh man, I mean that that may be a wash because the offensive line of the Buffalo Bills been playing really well as, as, too. Um, you saw Kansas City's offensive line doing well in the run game, and so I really think it's going to come down who's able to run the ball most effectively uh, with Pacheco and then obviously James Cook on on the Bills side and stay ahead of the change and keep those defensive linemen honest. Right, because if you allow Chris Jones and that whole crew over there get after you third down and long, it's going to be a long day. Nobody can really hold up against that, especially when it's cold and, and all those <laughs> things. So um, it's really going to come down to the run game. And right now both these teams are running the ball extremely efficiently. Uh, so I'm going to say that's a wash. You know, you kind of got to play the game and kind of see who's come ready to play that day and who's going to execute. Um, but based on last week, I think that's going to be a really cool matchup to watch the game within the game as far as who is winning their one-on-one matchups and being able to run the ball effectively. And then when that pass comes and you know what's coming, can I X out your uh, dynamic pass rushers? All right, you got the Bills Mafia. They are at every game no matter what. A lot of them don't wear any clothes. You yeah. played up there in that cold weather. How do you prepare for a game in Baltimore, <laughs> in Buffalo? <laughs> Well, you, I mean, I'm a, I'm a California boy. You see, I live in Phoenix right now, so I, I, I hope every day is 115, 120. <laughs> That's just how I burn these days. And maybe because I'm older, I don't like the cold, but you can't prepare for it. Even living in that weather, I don't even, I don't, because I, I, I didn't grow up there, but I lived in it, obviously, playing for them. I mean, I always had hand warmers, feet warmers, thigh warmers. I, anywhere I could put something that was going to warm my body, I had it there. Uh, just because it's so hard. You want to, for me, it was all, always about focusing on 
defeat my matchup. I didn't want to have to defeat the code too. Yeah. So there is really no way outside just being mentally tough because when it's, you know, zero degrees, wind chill factor is negative four, you, you're going to be cold. So you just have to lock in, focus, and come out here ready to play because there's no way you can prepare for that because you're not going to practice in it all week because uh-huh. it doesn't make sense, injuries and all that. So you just got to come out there, be ready to grind, mentally tough. And that's why I say again, talent is one thing, but which guys can focus and be mentally locked in for four quarters while you're sitting out there in that cold and maybe it's not going well for you, everything hurts a little bit more. Who's going to make those plays and be mentally tough, especially when it matters? And it could be little things, right? Mm-hmm. Lining up on sides. Yeah. 12 men on the field, right? Those type of mental mistakes that you end up having that end up costing you games um, that I think could potentially happen when the weather is as uh, frigid as, as it will be. This is B. Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan. We're talking to Lorenzo Alexander on the BetQL guest line. And, Lorenzo, uh, I know you you pay attention to football, and uh, the commanders just hired Adam Peters from uh, San Francisco to be their general manager. I don't know if you know much about him, but – Hearing all the new things that are happening here, you played here. You still have some love for this area. Right. How excited yep. are you oh, about yeah, the sure. new things coming? I'm excited. Uh, you know, I, I grew up a 49ers fan, I, and I don't know Adam Peters, you know, obviously, uh, personally. But I've watched the organization that he has been around, you know, always find a way. They may have a couple of down years here and there, but always find a way to put pieces together to be relevant, make playoff runs, make Super Bowl runs. You saw how they put this team together they have right now in the 49ers and all that talent they have in different places. You want somebody that's experienced that and really understands how to connect that. Um, And then, you know, the next thing is just going to be the relationship piece, right? I think that's always been an issue, uh, especially in Washington, is ownership, GM, head coach, and making sure that those relationships are strong with a respectful people stay in their lanes and do their job to the best of their ability because all of that, trickles down right positive and negative trickles down and so i think the next important thing will be obviously getting that coach that they have share the same vision and understand how to achieve that together um and making the best decision so i'm excited right because he's coming from an organization that has done that with the 49ers when you look at uh john lynch and and kyle shanahan and the type of team that they've been able to put together Mm -hmm. and be relevant every single year so Hopefully a lot of that comes over to Washington. Um, you know, I love coming back to that city. Got a lot of players that live there. Obviously, um, the nation is always great. So I, I, I love I love seeing when they're doing well. Yeah, I think uh, right now they seem to be putting things in the order. I've always felt, you know, you have an owner. He hires somebody to run football. And that guy hires a coach. And that coach starts getting his players. And everybody have a chain of command. If you do that, you have a chance of being successful. You break that chain of right. command, you're going to have a lot of confusion. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so hopefully we pass that, man. We appreciate you giving us some time, man. Preach every time you come right. on, you make somebody a little smarter. All right, B Mitch. Appreciate you. All buddy. right. That's Lorenzo Alexander joining us here on the BQL guest line on B Mitchell Finley 1067 the fan. But hey, it's Brian Mitchell here, and I always demand excellence whether I'm on or off the field. And if your HVAC system isn't cutting it, it's time for rude. Thanks to the IRA Act. You can snag up to $2,000 in tax credits for qualifying heat pump systems. And Maryland residents, there are extra rebates on Rude equipment just for you. Personally, I have three Rude 18-seer inverted heat pumps powering my home, and it's a total game changer. So head to Rude.com. That's R-U-U-D.com, and see for yourself. Elevate your comfort this winter with Rude, because if it ain't Rude, it ain't. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Ain't right. Be Mr. Finley, 1067 The Fan. The Be Mr. Finley Show is brought to you by Rude HVAC Equipment. Head over to Rude.com and find a contractor near you and available tax credits and rebates. That's R-U-U-D. And remember... If it ain't rude, it ain't right. Also, it's 1067 The Fan versus Team 980 Live, Friday, February 2nd at 8 p.m. at the Bethesda Theater. Get tickets today at BethesdaTheater.com. Presented by Main Street Bank. Cheer local, bank local. Put their team in your office. Visit MStreetBank.com for more information. Let's get ready to open up these MGM National Harbor listener lines. We've been talking about what we think about the games. We've had some calls in, predictions and all. And we feel we opened it up for you again today. Uh, in a, about 31 minutes and 30 seconds, we're going to be asking myself anything you want to ask me before we have Jerry Coleman from Baltimore come on and talk to us about trying to dissect more of that Ravens and Houston Texans game. 800-636-1067. We just finished listening to Lorenzo Alexander. And I, I, I always love talking to Lorenzo because I think he has a very, very good take on the whole NFL. Uh, Lorenzo was a special team steward at at, uh, at, uh, at the beginning, and then he left and started to become a ret- I mean, a um, pass rusher. The guy had multiple skills. Lorenzo had double-digit sacks that year because when you are a guy who's going to work, put it in, and you have great coaches around you, you can get to the uh, level you want to get to. He did just that, but – a lot of the talk he talked about is defenses. Offensive football has all of the advantages this at this time. But there are some defenses out there. There are some defensive coordinators who understand matchups. Whenever we start discussing matchups, I think the whole thing is about a receiver on a certain uh, defensive back or a tight end going against a linebacker or which running back may be, you know, like a, let's let's go – uh, my man in uh, New Orleans, okay, Alvin Kamara, when Brian Westbrook was in the league, those type of people have distinct advantages over a lot of linebackers. Some people got to the point where they had to go out there and put safeties and cornerbacks on certain running backs because it was an advantage. So we look at those type of things. But ultimately, you know what it really comes down to? Is your defensive lineman just that damn bad where he's going to whip that offensive line's tail every time he get out there? Or is your offensive line so dominant that they're going to road grade some defenses? And when you start looking at that aspect of football, I don't care if you have a West Coast offense. I don't care if you have a speed offense or a power offense. If your O-line is subpar against a dominant defensive line, it doesn't work. Okay? We saw 
They had all the speed in the world for Miami. But when they rolled out there to Kansas City and it was a little cold and it got a little slower and that Kansas City defensive line was barely in the offensive line, they could not put scores up. So we love to go out there and say, I got this jersey because it's a skill position. But the meat and potatoes of the football is a D-line, O-line. And every game, I'm going to tell you, if you watch, I I would say this to people, if you have the All-22, watch it from the side and see if you can focus on just the offensive line and defensive line play. And don't look at the rest of the stuff. Just try to look at that. And if you see whichever side is winning that battle, it will more than likely be however the game goes. So I I always try to – people say, man, how can I learn the game more? Watch the O-line, D-line. Okay, in the beginning of the play when they're showing stuff, watch where the linebackers are lining up at. It's going to tell you what they're playing. And then offensively, when you start seeing them move around, offense is running motion a lot to find out, are they playing zone? Are they playing man? And they try to go from that. But you got some of these coaches who are so damn good and they have some defenses who are good. I run halfway with you and stop. They go, oh, they running zone. Uh Uh-uh. The other guy picks you up on the other side and we running man from that thing that made you think we were playing zone. But when you look at those positions right there in the middle, that's where you find out what's happening. Lanford, you was about to say something? Yeah, you know, the NFL has like kind of uh, really worked the rules in uh, recent years to kind of uh, help the offenses out. Do you think the bad weather in Buffalo and Baltimore is going to kind of even things out and help the defense? I think it uh, helps the defense out a little bit, but ultimately we've seen Baltimore perform in the in the bad weather because they run the football effectively. Uh, Buffalo also has that ability to run the ball. Uh, we had Bees on yesterday. He was talking about Pacheco for Kansas City. So I think when you have cold weather teams, uh, it doesn't necessarily affect them if they have the ability to run the ball because people may say, well, if you start running it a lot, Pat Mahomes not throwing it. If they're running the ball effectively, you know what it does for Pat Mahomes? It makes the play action work even better. It, think about it. If they start running the ball effectively with their running backs for uh, what you call them, uh, you know, John, I mean, for uh, Harbaugh and the Ravens up there, all of a sudden Lamar Jackson is um, is a triple threat. <laughs> you know, he can do everything he wants to do. He can play action pass and throw it, play action pass and run it. Uh, and then when he reverses out after just running, uh, like trying to carry the fake on, you're running with him because you think he has a football and you leave a hole for his running back. So, uh, it, it helps them out, but I think what it does for defenses sometimes, that defensive lineman who is normally much more athletic than that offensive lineman, what does it do down the stretch? Down the stretch, it, the offensive lineman gets a little slower. The defensive lineman gets a little uh, a little slower, but he gets uh, an advantage because the O-lineman sitting there may get a little stiff. That defensive lineman has an advantage over him. But I, football is made for scoring points because they're trying to attract the guys that's not a true fan. They got these little niche fans out there, and they're trying to attract them, and you get it done. But ultimately, I am looking for some football, and I'm looking for cold-weather tough football like Joe Gibbs always played. What what do you do in it cold? When you're cold, you want to try to make sure you warm yourself up. If you're throwing the football consistently, you're an offensive player, you have to be passive. But if you're running the ball, you get a lot of piles and stuff. Stuff gets a little more heated, and I think you can have a lot more fun in that in that uh, realm. I, I'm looking for great football, you know? 
Jeff, stop talking. <laughs> I'm looking for some great football this weekend. Rooster, get on that thing. Let me talk to you. Rooster take a long time to do stuff. He does. Let me tell y'all one thing. I just saw Rooster walking in the building. I could have sworn he was moving. He got so much stuff with him. Rooster has a striped bag. He got a, a big bag. He said, I just don't know what I'm going to need. You, how long have you been doing radio, Roos? Uh, too long, B. Uh, 28 years, something 28 like years. that. Yeah. And you still don't know what you're going to need? No, he, here's the deal. With the weather and the maniacs and the people that drive like, you know, idiots around here, and that's the nicest way I can put it. What I, about Nimrods? I, you never, Nimrods might be another way. <laughs> uh, you, you don't know if you're going to get stuck until like midnight. So you need, you know, food, you need drinks, you need uh, gloves, you need, you know, you need... All sorts of things, B. You bring in stuff, right? I mean, you know what it's like, you know. I mean, yes, you have your little bag. How, do, how do you bring in your lunch? When you bring in your lunch, do you bring it in that bag? I got a little bag I bring it in, but okay. it. I mean, like, you look like you have a room. Yeah. Here, here's the thing, Brian. You're much smarter, more talented, better looking than me. I'm... Where do you live? I'm a dope, Um, and I just throw things into a bag and say, hey, I might need this. I might need that. I might be stuck for three hours in traffic. I live further than you, Where? South Riding. I not that in, much further. I live in Centerville. Yeah, not that much further. Not that much further. That last stretch can take but another I, half an hour. I ask you minutes. this question. Yes. Where are you going to be when you can't get to any place where there's food or gas within 15, 20 minutes, even on foot? It's a fair question. <laughs> a fair question. Because if you live like where my buddy Greg lives, way out there, Front Royal area. Yeah. You live where he lives, I can understand yeah. because he probably has to ride some miles before he get to a main yeah. road. He sent me a picture this morning. He, I mean, he was riding in and 66 had not been touched. Mm. Oh, out there? Yeah. yeah between like yeah, Front Royal and like Steven Strasburg? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's way out. He's like Steve Strasburg. Steven, Stevensville? Uh, no, it's Strasburg. It, Strasburg. There's yeah, Strasburg, Strasburg, right? Yeah, right yeah, off Strasburg, 66. Maryland. It's kind of yeah. like maybe Stevensville 50. is all yeah. in Maryland. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But my Stevensville. Yeah. But my whole thing is like out there I can understand, but you're close to all places that have little gas stations and little stores that it won't take long to yeah. get to them. Yeah. You're right. I, I mean, I wish I could tell you you're wrong. I'm a <laughs> madman for a reason, okay? I, I mean, I'm a li- j- this just in for those that unfamiliar i'm a little bit stranger than the average bird okay i'm a I, i'm just i'm a little bit different you know different yeah and you're from where uh eastern long island where they did not have french's yellow mustard when i was a kid oh, growing up my Lord. and I'm a, so you're from an area where it's rather cold yeah yeah spent seven do winters you, in do buffalo you automatically give advantages to the teams that are in the cold when it comes out in this type of uh... uh usually like if you're playing the Miami Dolphins and it's negative thirty degrees, there ain't a snowball's chance in hell the Dolphins were gonna win that. How about game. the Houston Texans playing against the Baltimore Ravens? Um I mean I would give the advantage to Baltimore for more reasons than that, but I wouldn't exclude I wouldn't I wouldn't say the Texans can't win that game because they can run the ball with a physical back in Devin Singletary. Obviously, C.J. Stroud played in some inclement weather at the Ohio State mm-hmm. University, and they can ball out on defense. Now, will they win? I don't know. Uh, I don't know how bad it's going to be in Baltimore tomorrow, but uh, it's 
you know, I, I, I mean, I would not, I would not say no chance for the Texans, like I said last Saturday night for the Dolphins well, in Kansas City. Well, this is kind of a joke right here, though. Um, how about Tampa Bay going to play in that inclement weather in, in oh, uh, Detroit? Yeah, right. Well, Todd Bowles is preparing them to play uh, in that inclement weather. Um, yeah. Um, that was <laughs> this, this is what happens when you get a, a team in the playoffs in any sport is you get all these, um, I'll be nice, all these reporters that don't normally cover sports and don't know anything about sports and they get an assignment because that's what their news director tells them to do. And they're like, Todd! Uh, how about the weather in Detroit? I hear it's really cold. Uh, oh, yeah, that's you right. You're playing the But th- didn't he look like he was kind of embarrassed to respond yeah, to Yeah, of course. You don't know how people are going to take that. I mean, you know Todd, right? Yeah. I mean, he's... Todd's very calm. Very I, I don't know him. I met him once. He know, he's a nice guy, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's, not a, he's not Bill Parcells, for crying out loud. Yeah. He's not going to rip your head off. Yeah. You know. He, 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 but it's like when she was asking the question, you could see his... Yeah, it's right. Everything's like, like, what the hell is she asking me? Yeah, because so it's going to be real cold. He said we're going to be outside yeah. twenty seconds. Yeah. Unless she was talking about, you I guess you, from the time you get off the airplane to the time you get on the charter bus. I, I don't know what she was talking about. No, nah, I, I mean. I, that could be the only possible explanation other than again. I mean, it will happen around here when the, when the commanders eventually have a revival, and, and and make it back to an important game or two, you're going to get, no offense, some reporter from one of these TV stations or one of these blog outlets that are going to come and ask a stupid-ass question. And it's going to be embarrassing. Now, I don't know if it'll be as stupid-ass as that, but it'll be stupid, you know? Yeah, when because like when you start just, they, they cut a lot of, uh, uh, people are starting to cut a lot of personnel. Yeah. And then they want people, like you said, that don't ordinarily cover the sport yeah. to go ask questions. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't take very hard to say there's a dome in Detroit. No. I have an idea. Yeah. We got to send Chris Russell to cover things that he knows nothing about. Such and then, as? So we can, we can have him ask questions. Send me to like a Mitchell, Mitch Rail's art gallery or yeah, something like, the, like that. Yeah, when the Department you know? of Energy has a press conference, oh, we got to yeah. send the rooster to cover it. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I could tell you, I went to an event last night. Uh-huh. Uh, it was kind of an um, economic kind of little thing. And he was dissecting it and going in. Like, you know, we have Ben, ben on every day. This guy went way farther in than, than what Ben did. And I started catching on to a lot of the stuff, but I felt so damn stupid. <laughs> Because everybody was like all into it. I'm like, what the hell is he talking yeah. about? But then when he started to, he, he he dummied it down a little bit and then he bring it back. Now you can start following it better. Yeah. When he first started talking, it was like he was speaking about five different languages to me. And I didn't know any of them. That, that, that's, that's the trick to somewhat what we do, right? I mean, obviously you played this game at a very high level. I'm sure you could talk in a lot more specifics and a lot more detail and a lot more nuance but I try not than to. you do on the radio. Yeah. Why? Because you're going to be talking over your audience. I want completely. the audience yeah. to catch on to what I'm saying. And that's why a lot of times I don't use all of the, yeah. the different names that they call stuff. Right. And I don't get into, you know, this coverage, that coverage and this route. Right. Because, like, most people don't know. But I had I, but, to learn that. But what happens yeah. is a lot of people take it and they go repeat it. Yeah. So the person they tell it to don't know what they're yeah. hearing either. So when you ask them to break it down, I don't think either one of them could do it. Yeah. I Appreciate mean, you, brother. Thank All you. All right, let's take us a break you, here. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. Get ready for Ask B. Mitchell Anything. We're going to start this thing up when we get back. Okay? We give us a little bit more time before we talk to Jerry Coleman. 
1-800-636-1067. Ask me anything you want to ask me. I just looked over and saw that stuff popping up. Oh, Jeff, oh, those two guys are all over TV now. So I'm going to just not discuss that one. Be Mr. Finley, 1067 The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We'll be back. Be Mr. Finley, 1067 The Fan. This is a Vodka Red Bull Friday, and it's powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland made, amazingly smooth, and loved throughout the DMV. But we're going to check the pancakes here, and we're going to uh, have an audible. We were going to start taking calls, but we have uh, the big eared one calling in for us. And uh, joining us now on a BetQL guest line on his own show, JP, what's up, brother? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, B. Uh, you know what I got to figure out if they got Scotty's up here. I'm still in Maryland, so might be able to find some Scotty's. Uh, to be honest place. with you, you should have taken Scotty's with you. Uh, you know, Brian, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, go find it when you already have it? You should have taken it. Listen, I have traveled. We got the kids. Huh? I just, I, we got the kids. I didn't think about BYOS. I drove to Hilton Head one year. I drove to Deep Creek one year. You know what was the first thing I put in the car? Bottle of booze? The margarita machine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and everything that fit. So I was asked, what if all the luggage don't fix? I was like, find a way to put it on the top because that margarita machine riding inside with us. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So how's, how's Dude, the skiing going? Awesome. It is dumping snow up here. I, I mean. Yeah, let's dump snow I'm, right here. Yeah, how much are we getting at home? I don't know what the actual interest is, but we're looking right here in the in the uh, little area in between the two buildings in this uh, what's, what is the alley. And it's been snowing the whole time. And some of these flakes are huge. How does Jeff's car perform in the snow? He got a car built for the snow. Did he make uh, it to work? Well, he, he made it to work. I couldn't believe it. He actually, you, Jeff? He called and told us he wasn't coming. And when he, whenever he called and said, I'm not going to make it, you know he's going to make it. If he yeah, doesn't, like see, he think we're a little stupid because when, when he don't say a anything, <laughs> it's when he is not coming at all. Hey, JP, uh, my car commute yes. was quick but thorough. Rapid but thorough. Rapid but yeah, thorough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like your lot, like, like a lot of things you do. <laughs> um, what have I missed? I haven't like been on. I, I have no idea if anything has happened. Belichick get the Falcons job. Anything going on in the world? Uh, we haven't heard any of that. So okay. basically, we just we just had a few guests on. We talked to Lorenzo Alexander. Oh, how is he? Uh, Lorenzo's doing well, man. He went through all the games, gave his thoughts on it. He was thorough as he always is. Uh, the governor came on and, you know, was trying to tell people to be safe out there. And I just got a picture from uh, our buddy Devon in uh, Rockville. And it was a person in Virginia who almost drove across a little overpass onto the oncoming traffic because they're not slowing down. They look, everybody, Listen, I, this is what I would tell people. I don't care if you have a four-wheel drive. It will slide, too, on ice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This yeah, dude I mean, almost went right get... across the, uh, the thing, boom, into some oncoming traffic. When you get ice, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Hopefully they can treat the road so you don't get that. But um, it's supposed to get crazy cold tomorrow, too. So 
that whatever's wet is going to freeze for oh, you know everybody that. on the roads. I have some snow um, totals, by the way. Snow totals? Oh, let's, let's hear it. All right, five inches in Leesburg, uh, three and a quarter in Rockville. Uh, Bowie got three inches, Alexandria two and a half. Wow. Does any of that measure up to Chris Russell's sausage? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Chris Russell's here, though. He's denouncing hey, the idiots and nimrods. He walked in here, JP, with so many bags, I thought he was moving in. Why do we ever get a ruling why he, he has so much stuff with him at all times? He said he doesn't know what he's going to need and not need, <laughs> so he just throws a lot of stuff. He said, I may get stuck for three to four hours. I'm like, where will you be coming from <laughs> South Riding <laughs> to here <laughs> where you're going to be that far away from any store that you'll be stuck in one spot for three hours? <laughs> Like, like he acts like he's going to the wilderness, like, like, like living civilization. If he you know, lived out, road, yeah. Dude. If he lived out where Greg lives, I understand. Right. But right. living where he lives and driving in, he is going to be no more than two miles from a store at all times. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's the rooster's his own man. He's uh, he's unique. Um, you want my picks for the weekend? Yeah, give me your picks and tell me how many times you went down the mountain and what happened. Um, we we got so we got the girls in ski school, which is kind of a process, and I actually got to go negotiate with these dudes because Shelby needs to be like moved up a group. Like she's kind of just getting bored doing the bunny slope. She, you know, she's eight and is skied enough that she needs a little more. So right. That's my my next stop on this trip is to talk to you and then go talk to like a seventeen year old ski instructor. Um, but, uh, and I uh, realize as a kid, don't go get all mad at the kid. I, I, I got a plan. I got a plan. Okay. I had a beer. It's going to call me that. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. But uh, I'm in, I mean, dude, I, I know that you guys find this hard to believe. I'm a good skier. I'm good to go. We've been having a, a we good time. We don't find it hard to believe. Us, we, we, I mean, you, you, after you go skiing all the time, you come back and you're healthy. So we, we know you can ski. We just like to bust your balls. <laughs> that much I know. <laughs> yes. All right. Picks, my picks for the weekend. All right. I I think I'm going to lay the points with the Ravens. Okay. I'm going to take the points with the Packers. All right. I am going to lay the points with the Lions. Okay. And I'm going to take the points with the Chiefs. All right. So I'm going to tell you what the governor did. He took the Ravens, Green Bay, of course. the Lions, okay. and Kansas City. Damn it. He's taking Green Bay to win, too, right? Yes. <laughs> wow. Cojones, El Governor. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, if, <laughs> if, you, if you're going to try to come back with a little more than you had, you got to go a little drastic. You can't take it. Sure. Uh, you can't play all the numbers how they are because it, sure. it doesn't afford – it doesn't pay well. Um, uh, some uh, One quick story that Landfill might appreciate – I ordered a new ski jacket because my old one was the one I got in college, and my wife didn't want to be seen with me wearing it anymore because it was so old and beat up. So I got a new ski jacket, but I cannot tell if it's waterproof or not. I think it is there a difference between waterproof and water resistant? I think it might be water resistant. Water resistant? That should help, you know. It helps. It helps. But I think if I was out in this coat in like like it's it's legit snowing, so I'm good to go. But if it was like freezing rain or sleet, You'd be in I trouble? think I'd have, I think I'd be in trouble. Yeah, uh, I, I'll give you a hint uh, or a little bit of information. Next time you want to order something like a ski jacket or something, let yeah. Lauren do it. 
I, I think I should do more. She should just be in charge of everything. I think you're right. Yeah, I'm um, just saying, you, if you stop making some decisions, you won't have as many problems. But you know, you want to know a hustle I got working right now, B? What's that? I kept the tags on to try to figure out what, what exactly is happening. So I might be returning this bad boy after after a day of skiing. I'm going to give you another, I'm gonna give you another little uh, hand of advice. The people that you bought it from might be listening. <laughs> they, I haven't said what brand. Yeah, but with your name JP Philly, and they know who you are. So when you go back in and turn it in, they go, "Oh, okay." So this is the one that you wore down the mountain that you told B Mitchell you were gonna bring back. <laughs> uh, All right, uh, man, have so fun. Yo, know, how, how do you think my negotiation with the ski school instructor is gonna go? Uh, if you go like you know, as young kid, slap slap the palm with like a twenty, he'd be alright. <laughs> All right, dude. I'll talk to you. You All guys right, have man. a great weekend. All right, man. You do the Keep same. The All right. That's All right, JP Finley giving us a call from the slopes. All right. Be Richard Finley, 1067 The Fan. We're going to take us a break here. When we get back, you get to ask me anything. 1-800-636-1067. Let's get it. Let's get the questions going. Be Richard Finley, 1067 The Fan. 